0: Today is September 16th, 2022. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan, and it is one day before the fight, the trilogy, between Triple G and Canelo Alvarez. It is finally taking place. It's been five years since the first fight. A lot has changed since this rivalry first began. Today is going to be a shorter version of the preview. If you want a deep dive, I actually did it a month ago. If you go into the archives of this podcast, you can check it out. A deep dive on Canelo versus Triple G. I scored, I rewatched and I scored both of their first two fights. So if you're into something like that with more in-depth analysis, tune into that one. This one should just be a quicker preview. We are one day away from the fight. I just wanted to give my thoughts as we get closer to this event. I think Canelo and Triple G 3 is going to be a good fight. I think the age and all that is a factor and yes this fight is happening a little late for our liking i don't know why they waited this long i spoke why canelo waited this long triple g has been waiting for this triple g hasn't even fought too many top tier opponents because he's waiting for the triple g i mean excuse me he's waiting for the canelo alvarez rematch he has a lot to prove so canelo has been the guy that's kind of said you know what i don't need triple g and he hasn't he hasn't needed him to be the biggest star in the sport He hasn't needed him to be a box office attraction. He hasn't needed him to win all these championships. He was right. He didn't need Triple G. But my question is, why now? And if you ask Canelo, he says, oh, this is personal to me. Well, why wasn't it personal five years ago or four years ago? Why is it personal right now after all this time? Triple G is 40 years of age. So I look at this as kind of a lose-lose if you're Canelo. If Canelo loses, oh my God, he just got knocked out, or however he loses. He just loses to a 40-year-old man who many people believe already beat you twice. So that would be horrible for Canelo's legacy, in my opinion, if Triple G gets the upset. And on the other side, if Canelo wins like we all expect him to, people will say, oh, you know, Triple G's washed up. He's 40 years old. So there's there's not much to gain aside from the massive amounts of money that both gentlemen are going to make on Saturday night in Las Vegas. Contrary to popular belief, there is a buzz for this fight. I think actually tonight is when the buzz is really going to take place. You've got the weigh-in. You've got um, that going viral tomorrow. People are going to be talking about it early. And the buzz will be there. I still think it's a huge event. Triple G does draw a crowd. Canelo obviously always draws a crowd. The interest will be there. I think the pay-per-view buys will be there. Just because something isn't talked about every single day doesn't mean the hype isn't there. I was watching Thursday Night Football um, last night, and there were multiple, I mean, at least four commercials for this fight during that telecast. What that tells me is, if that's on this football game, then those commercials are definitely airing on other channels that I personally don't watch, but I'm sure they're getting this out there to the public. I'm seeing ads on YouTube, I'm seeing ads online. Uh, I'm definitely seeing advertisement for this fight. Those are two names that ring a bell. People who don't know anything about boxing know the names Canelo Alvarez and Triple G. I wear a Triple G shirt sometimes to the gym and people will point it out. Oh, that's a good shirt. That's a good... And I'm sure they aren't in-depth with everything going on in this sport, but they know that Triple G, man. They know Canelo Alvarez. So I think the casual fan is the audience for this fight. I could see this fight doing close to a million buys. I believe the Caleb Plant... And the Canelo fight did something like 800,000 buys, which is very good. So this fight, to me, has to do around a million. That's my prediction. The first fight did 1.3. The second fight did like 1.1. I think this fight will be right under that, like 900 to a million uh, pay-per-view buys. This is on disowned pay-per-view, something that is really new. I think the Bevo fight, which didn't do well at all, I think that was kind of an outlier. A lot of people didn't know Beville. And the people that didn't know him didn't think he had any chance. Only the people who really paid attention to Beville's career knew that this was a good fighter. This was a guy that's going to test Canelo. Even if he wasn't picked to win, we knew he was going to test him. And he tested that ass outright. right. Came out with a victory over Canelo. That's another factor going into this fight. Canelo's coming off a loss. So how is he going to react coming off a loss? And Triple G is coming off some shaky performances, if we're being honest. He's won those. He's overcome adversity, which I love to see in a fighter. But he started slow. It's clear he's lost a step or two. His hand speed isn't what it quite was. Not to say he was a fast guy anyway. Those hands have slowed down, though. Footwork, same thing. He can cut off the ring tremendously. He has great ring IQ. He knows uh, positioning and angles. But as far as speed, that's another thing that will favor Canelo. Usually Canelo's at a disadvantage when it comes to footwork. I think he has a little bit better footwork than Triple G. Triple G is coming in with a lot to prove. He also hasn't been at this weight. Canelo, on the other hand, holds all the belts at 168. So Triple G moving up, I think. Honestly, I think that actually might favor him as a forty-year-old man. He's never been above one sixty. I would imagine it isn't as easy as it once was in his early twenties or late or early thirties than it is at 40 years old to make 160 pounds. That cannot be easy on the body. Now at 168, you got eight room eight pounds of room there to really maybe you want that extra meal on the side. Maybe you want that snack. Eight pounds, you got a lot to play with there. So this could be better for Triple G. We'll see how his punch resistance is at that weight. I think it'll probably help him. He was, he was being hurt with body shots. I think that cutting weight definitely comes into play when it comes to taking body shots. And we saw him hurt against Dervinchenko. We saw him hurt against Murata. So you know Canelo, who's already one of the best body punchers in the game, now has even more of a reason to throw these body punches on Triple G. How is he going to take them? We'll have to see. And while weight is a factor for Triple G, I think Canelo also has some questions to answer. We haven't seen him at 168 in about a year now since he fought Caleb Plant. He fought Bevel at 175, and that was his last fight. So does yo-yoing and weight going to hurt Canelo? Because that was his second fight at 175. Now he's coming back to 168. I think he does look better at 68, but you never know how the body's going to respond until... You actually have to go through it until you're face to face with the guy coming for you throwing bombs. And trust me, Triple G and Canelo are going to be throwing bombs. That's why I don't get the the hate about the fight. I get that it's later than we wanted it, for sure. But this is still two action fighters with a real personal vendetta solving it in the ring. These guys have 24 rounds of experience against each other. They've been to war, they produce two classics. They know each other well. They know each other's tendencies. This is going to be a fun fight. I don't care if it lasts three rounds. For those three rounds, we are going to get action. That's something I guarantee. It's just a matter of how much action. It's just a matter of how these guys are going to approach it. Is Canelo going to come in like he's been coming in the last like 8 to 10 fights where he's super patient, waiting for big counter shots, flashy shots that will do damage. Is he going to sit there and be patient and wait for that? Or is he going to step on the gas a little bit more and really go for it and really go for the stoppage and not leave it in the judges' hands so there is no debate about who won this trilogy? Canelo gets to rewrite history if he wins this fight. The history books will always say a draw and two wins. If Triple G pulls off the upset, the reverse will happen. We will believe, and when I say we, I mean the public in general, will believe Triple G was robbed twice and then finally got the victory he deserved. That will be the two narratives on both sides of this coin. What's going to happen? That's why we tune in. That's why we watch the fights. Because we can sit here and say, oh, Canelo's going to walk through him. Canelo's going to stop him. It sounds good. But this is a man who's never been down, to my knowledge. A man who has visibly looked hurt, but has always responded very well. This is a guy took Canelo's biggest shots over the course of 24 rounds and kept coming, kept getting in his face and throwing bombs of his own. But if Canelo can step on the gas and really take it to him, I think Canelo has a good shot at the stoppage. If he's patient like he always is, that's going to play right into Triple G's hands because Triple G is a high-volume jabber. Do not get it twisted. As much as he has Vicious knockouts and dominating performances and brutalizing guys' faces and caving in their bodies and things like that. This guy is a very accurate jabber. And he doesn't jab with pity pat punches. He has a stiff power jab that is going to be in triple excuse me, is going to be in Canelo's face all night long. So Canelo has to pick up the pace, in my opinion. If he wants to make the statement that he needs at this this point of his career. He is coming off of a loss. His first loss since Floyd Mayweather. He is being doubted by a lot of people. You can tell it's getting to him. At the press conference, he still has that chip on his shoulder. Canelo has a lot to prove. Triple G does as well. But Triple G isn't letting his emotions get him carried away. Canelo seems a little bit emotional. And that's fine. Some guys fight better with emotion. I'm not saying that's good or bad. That's just what I'm seeing happen. Triple G, very reserved, but you know he is the guy that really does hate Canelo. He believes him to be a cheater after the field test and after the the shoddy scorecards and definitely the first fight. The second fight, you could argue that to me either way. Canelo got the decision. I'm not mad at it. I scored it for Triple G, um, and I could see a draw, which one judge did have a draw. That fight, I have no problem with. It's an amazing fight. Go back and watch it. First fight, I can't see how you could have Canelo winning, let alone winning wide. That is something I can never... Like Jib Lampley said, that is fiction. That didn't happen. Second fight, you could argue either way. But regardless, both of the two fights were amazing. And this third fight, I think, is going to fit right in that group. It's going to be long in the trilogy. It's going to be a good one. So for Triple G, like I said, just continue to do... What you always do, and start early and fast with that jab, because if you go down 3-0 to Canelo, you're going to be in big trouble. Canelo lands those flashy shots that get everyone's attention, including the crowd, because trust me, the crowd is going to be on Canelo's side. They're going to go crazy for everything that even looks like it lands. So that can get into judges' minds as well. These are human beings here. They do hear and feel the atmosphere in the arena in Las Vegas during a Canelo super fight. And this is a super fight. So for Triple G, start early with that jab. Throw some, throw that long overhand right from distance. And then when you get close, you start landing those uppercuts on the inside. But one thing that Triple G needs to do that he didn't do in the previous two fights is go to Canelo's body. And I know it's a risk, but that's something you have to risk here. This is something you need to do in order to win this fight convincingly and that is go to Canelo's body early and often. Canelo has stamina issues. I understand he usually overcomes those issues, but he does fade in fights. He does take rounds off. He does lay against the ropes and rest. You can't allow him to do that. And going to his body early will make that even more difficult for him to do. It will gas him out early. I get that Canelo admittedly didn't run outside, didn't do any road work, For the last four years or so. He's beginning to do that for this camp. That could be a good sign for his stamina. Because he does have issues. And that makes sense. Now that he says he hasn't been running. That tells me why he had a lot of those stamina issues. Because I'm seeing the guy take rounds off. In damn near every fight. But he's usually got the big shot to overcome it. Didn't work against Beefle. So Canelo needs to get his body. Targeted by Triple G. And that is one of the biggest factors for me for Triple G to pull off this upset. For Canelo, I want him to mix up the styles. His recent style and his earlier style, you need to kind of do both. Be patient like you have been and land those big, huge counter shots. But I think to put Triple G away, a guy who's never been stopped, never even been down, to stop him, you have to land something early and often. You have to throw combinations You can't just pick and choose one or two shots. You have to mix it up. Throw a combination early, then back up, and then maybe be patient for the rest of the round. Do something like that. I'm not saying just stand in there and trade for no reason, but Canelo has a hand speed advantage. He should be able to get off some combinations on the older, slower, more plodding Gennady Golovkin. Either way it goes, though, you're going to see some great action in this fight. Both guys have insane chins. They've taken each other's best punch previously. So we're going to see how they mix it up. They're going to have to do something different to get different results. I don't think either guy is happy with the way the first two fights went. I'm sure Canelo wanted to get Triple G out of there. He certainly fought like it in the second fight. Was more aggressive. Stood in front of Triple G a lot more. Took it to him. And actually made Triple G fight off his back foot. Which was a rare occasion. So this Saturday, tune in. You're not going to regret it. A lot of people complain about pay-per-views, and I always say this about pay-per-view. If you don't like a pay-per-view, simply don't buy it. If you do want to buy it, support the event. I feel like if you don't support the things you enjoy, the things you enjoy no longer exist. But that's just my personal preference. I don't mind ordering a pay-per-view event or getting together with friends or throwing down whatever the case is because I love this sport and I want to support it. If you don't feel this fight is worth it, simply don't buy it. There's There's other ways to watch fights, legally or illegally. That's on you. But everyone has their right. I just don't get the whole, like, why is this on pay-per-view crowd? A lot of those people don't buy pay-per-view anyway. That's why they complain. So it's really just nonsense at this point. Of course, one of the biggest fights in the sport is going to be pay-per-view. They want to maximize their revenue with this one. And unfortunately, DAZN, they went back on their word. That's a whole other conversation. They were initially all about ending pay-per-view. Like, yeah, you, we're an app, we have a service, pay $8 per month, and we'll give you great fights. They definitely do give us some really, really good fights, some great action. I definitely think it's worth it, but it's just the fact that they lied about it is the weird part. Like, oh, yeah, we're killing pay-per-view, there's going to be no more pay-per-view. Get our app, and now they're on pay-per-view. <laughs> so, that's on his own though. Boxing is a business that is ever-changing. Went from Showtime and HBO strictly. Now we have Showtime, ESPN, DAZN, CBS, Fox, Fight TV. There's so many options to watch boxing. That is part of the reason I call this a golden age. And speaking of golden age, we're also hearing that Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence have agreed to fight November 19th in Las Vegas. We're just waiting on an official announcement, official venue But it seems like everything is agreed on from both fighters, which is amazing. This is one of the biggest fights in the past 10 years. This is highly anticipated, easily the best matchup in the sport currently. And it's also being reported that Anthony Joshua has agreed to everything that Tyson Fury has asked for in his challenge to him. We're going to get that mega fight in December. And we're getting the welterweight clash for undisputed supremacy and number one pound for pound supremacy in November. So that is a hell of a way to close out the year. This has been an amazing year for the sport. The first the first six months weren't incredible. I think we had a little drop off after that. And now we're getting right back into it. With Usyk and Joshua a few weeks ago. And now Canelo Triple G. Uh, the week after we got Shakur Stevenson. The big fights I just mentioned. We also have the return of Deontay Wilder in October. Caleb Plant on the undercard. It's an amazing night of boxing. Then you got Vasily Lomachenko. Um, I believe that same day, <laughs> or even or maybe that following week in October. Like October is loaded. You also have the Clarissa Shields uh, versus Savannah Marshall fight happening that month. That was supposed to happen last week, but unfortunately the Queen of, of the UK died. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on who you ask. But <laughs> got nothing to do with me. But anyway, that canceled a huge well not canceled, it postponed a huge event. That event is gonna take place in October. The all-women's card. Four of the best six women in the entire world are gonna be on that card. That is gonna be a good one. You also have Michaela Mayer versus Alicia Bumgarner. That is gonna be a banger. So so much great boxing on the horizon. But it all starts this weekend with Canelo versus Triple G, the trilogy. Who do you got? I'm officially taking Canelo by. A really really competitive, unanimous decision. He's going to win it. I think it's going to be convincingly enough to give it unanimous, but I think there's going to be moments in there where you question the decision a little bit because Triple G is going to bring it. I don't see a knockout for either guy. I mean, I wouldn't be entirely surprised. I just can't predict it based on these guys' chins. They take huge shots. We've never seen these guys even down before and hurt. Very, very rarely. So I can't predict a knockout for either guy. I think both guys are going to go for it. I just can't see either guy going down. But you never know. That's why we watch the fights. While Triple G and Canelo is the main event, it is the biggest fight by far this weekend. That card is stacked from top to bottom. There's some really good action. The co-main event features Jesse Bam Rodriguez, the super flyweight champion, the youngest champion in the sport, If you haven't seen this guy, Jesse Bam Rodriguez, in action, you are in for a treat on Saturday. One of the best fighters, period. (laughs) I'm willing to go that far. He's not in my top 10 yet, but he is one of the best fighters in the sport, bar none. Incredible, lightweight, some of the best footwork you will see. I still favor Shakur Stevenson's footwork a little bit. A little more tactical, in my opinion. But Jesse Bam Rodriguez glides across that ring With such elegance, it's flashy, it's incredible. You're going to see it in action against Israel Gonzalez. Israel Gonzalez is a solid test, solid contender, but this is more of a showcase Jesse Rodriguez is going to put on a show. He won his championship on short notice, moving up in weight. That's the kind of character this guy has. Moved up in weight, fought for a world title, won it in impressive fashion, and then defended it against the hardest puncher in the division. A guy who's knocked out Chocolatito, Sariskit Sorungvisai, had nothing for Bam Rodriguez. So he is on a tear. Moving up, short notice, wins the title, then defends it against a killer. That's special. This kid is special. Also on that card, you've got Ali Akhmadov against my man Gabe Rosado. Super middleweight fight. Akhmadov is a hell of a fighter. Big time puncher. He does a little bit of everything. Gabe Rosado is in trouble here. But I think this is do or die for my man Gabe Rosado. I think he's going to make it interesting. I think it'll be a close, close fight. I'm rolling with Gabe Rosado just because that's my dog. That's one of my favorite fighters in this sport. Gabe Rosado, a true gatekeeper of the middleweight and super middleweight division now. He's coming off two losses in a row. So this is do or die for him. He lost in a tough brawl against Jaime Munguia. And then he got upset by Shane Mosley Jr. in his last fight. So that's two in a row. This is a must win. I think he's going to give it his all. This guy is the official gatekeeper of these divisions. It's like any guy coming up, you need to know what your fighter's got. Throw him in there with Gabe Rosado. You're going to see one way or another. Can he hang or can he not hang? Can he get past Rosado? It is not going to be easy. Also in that card, a middleweight I like to look for is Austin Williams. Ammo Williams. This guy is tough. Big puncher. He's in there with Kieran Conway. I think that is his toughest matchup to date. Both top level prospect types but they both need to make that step up from prospect they're a little bit too polished to be called prospects it's time to find out what these dudes got they're going head-to-head austin williams kieran and conway that is going to be a good matchup so there's tons of action to look forward to on this card i'll be back next week to break it all down as well as preview Shakur stevenson's title defense against robson canseo until then, enjoy the action. Continue to support the sport of boxing. Continue to support this podcast. Share it. Give me that five star review. I really appreciate it. And you can also follow me on Twitter at someone else. Also, give a shout out to Grand Slam Sports. Their podcast is great as well. They get everything in baseball to football. Um, baseball is an insanely long season if you know anything about fantasy baseball. So, shout out to them, guys. They bring out every single week. Give you all the details you need to improve your fantasy team. Me, personally, I don't need any improvements because my team's incredible. Let me pat myself on the back like Barry Harwitz. But no, seriously, those guys are killing it. Shout out to Tyler St. Jean. Um Everyone else, have a great weekend. I'm out. I'll be back next week.